This is Timeless Women Speak on webtalkradio.net with your host, Dr. Nancy O'Reilly. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Timeless Women Speak. This is all about amazing, smart women, their stories, and they do not let their age or any circumstance block block them from their lives and their dreams and sharing their passion and purpose with us. We bring to you smart women who help us with our money, make it, manage it, and of course, make more of it. We also bring you amazing women who have great ideas and tips about about how we can stay and feel youthful. And who doesn't want to feel that way? And also relationships. Relationships are so very, very important to us. And of course, we want to make sure that the most important relationship that you have with yourself is you are number one. You're the queen of your castle. Health is everything also. Staying fit and feeling healthy is what it's all about. That's how you get things done if you feel good about yourself. And of course, staying and feeling sexy is good too. But today we've got a very, very important topic. How do we have great relationships with other women and how do we raise daughters who are strong and capable? Today's show, we're going to bring you a smart, amazing woman who's going to teach us how to raise successful daughters. She is the author of The Seven Secrets of Parenting Girls, Dr. Karen Rose. And we're going to talk about strategies, how to be a parent and a great parent to these and make and making sure you're raising strong and successful daughters. She is also she's recently been on Fox News and her research is is groundbreaking, but we're going to have lots of great secrets for you to raise strong girls. Later this hour I'll be talking about some other ideas and tips how to keep women strong and how to how to be a cool mom with your daughter. What makes some women successful and great leaders and others come short? Want your daughter to be a be the president of the United States? Why not? Right. Well, later stay tuned and we'll give you great ideas. Our guest today is Dr. Janet Rose. Uh, Janet has, well, she has, she does many, many things. She's a researcher. She's done research in women and leadership studies, which is so very important to, to the topic that she'll be talking about. She's a speaker, author, and she is a teacher. And maybe you've often seen her on Fox News. She's a great debater and brought to the show on many different occasions. She wrote the book, The Seven Secrets of Parenting Girls, and knows a lot about how to help us to raise strong, capable daughters. So we're going to, she's going to share these secrets with her and secrets with us. And we're very happy to have Dr. Janet Rose with us today. Welcome, Janet. I'm glad you could be with us. Well, thank you, Dr. Nancy. I'm excited to be here. Well, you know, it's, it's, all, it's always so important, I think, for people to kind of understand why people do what they do. So your story, you know, I, I was reading your bio and, and your beginnings, but you know, you're, you've written this book, uh, this um, amazing book. Uh, you know, in some ways, there's a lot of common sense to it, and it's sometimes interesting what we, what we don't really, uh, what we're not aware of. We're going to talk about that too. But how did you get started, and uh, you know, why this topic and girls and women and leadership and uh, what, what maybe how you got to where you are, where you are today as far as what you're doing? Okay, it's kind of a long story, so you can interrupt me at any point. Uh, okay. 
All right. Um, I think what's kind of amazing is people ask me all the time if I have daughters, and I do not. I have two sons. Uh However, the more important fact is I am a daughter. And I grew up in a household of um, three. There were three of us. And I look at my life occasionally and say, geez, all three of us became teachers. And I wonder why that is. And I've got a mom and dad who um, are not college educated. In fact, my mother graduated from high school. My father did not. He dropped out in ninth grade because he had to work. And I often thought, how did, what did they do to promote three children to go on to college and to go into education? So that was an, it, kind of a thought that's been nagging at me throughout my career. Yeah. What, what's and, your best guess? I mean, you, you've had plenty of time to think about it. You've got your doctor. I mean, you have your doctorate now, and of course you. You've done research, and you're a speaker, teacher, and, and many, many things. What do you think uh, was their influence on you? Because I think that really is important for a lot it of is, people to It know. is important, and actually, those thoughts prompted me to steer my doctoral research in that area. And actually, the, 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 ti- the title of my doctoral dissertation was The Effect of Childhood Themes on Women's Aspirations Towards Leadership. Uh-huh. And what I did was I sampled, um, I did interviews on a number of women, half of them in leadership roles, half of them in non-leadership roles, in education and in business, and took a look at, from their viewpoints, their early childhood homes. Mm-hmm. And w- were mom and dad basic, you know, stay-at-home mom and dad was the breadwinner? Mm-hmm. Um, were, they, were their parents college educated? And more importantly, what were the messages sent to them that either prompted them to go into um, higher education or held them back. Uh-huh. And what I found out was pretty astounding, and, it, and found out that contrary to what we characteristically think, it is not our parents' level of education that has a whole lot to do with what we do with our lives. Uh-huh. What it has to do with is the messages that are sent to us by our parents about being female. Okay, okay. And Okay, the women that grew up in homes where the girls were looked upon as the caregivers, the ones that cooked and cleaned the houses and were not encouraged to go on to school, didn't. Right, right. Well, you know, that's interesting because, you know, I, I was thinking as you were talking, and as you said, I was, I'm going to jump in here too. You know, I, I'm, I was listening to you as you were talking about the messages that your, your own parents uh, gave you and your two sisters as far as going ahead with higher education and being a teacher. You know, but, but again, I think role modeling is also extremely important. You know, my mother uh, was a, a top, you know, she was really for many, many years a stay-at-home mother because uh, w- there were four of us, and I have a sister and two brothers, but, but you know, she became, uh, she sold, uh, you know, sh- you know the, 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 the home sale, so she was always selling, selling something, and she was always, and then she went into real estate, and I, I just remember always watching her selling herself because you have to sell yourself sure. to to sell anything and and you know I think that was always very powerful for me uh, because she always commandeered the home phone and uh, you know so I and I'd listen to her talking and you know she would be delightful I mean very engaging in conversation and you know I'd say probably today I would I would probably give my mother the a credit for me having the gift of gab, so to speak. Sure, sure. So well, and you saw her as a strong, independent woman that was 
off on her own, making a good living. Well, but she was staying at home with me, but I mean, at the but same still, time. But balancing a yeah. career and motherhood, which is another tough task. Yeah. What were some of the other things these women in leadership roles or the women that in some ways left the home and really started uh, and kind of made their own way? What were some of the other characteristics you well, saw? Well, the other characteristics were they had a high regard for their mother. Um, their mothers were actually strong in their beliefs. They They had parents that shared leadership in the home uh-huh. where it wasn't wait till daddy gets home kind of theme oh yeah it was you know mom mom was pretty outspoken and both parents encouraged children to go to school one of the key things is this you never 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 say if you go to college yeah. you say when you go yeah always and, yes. and i grew up in that household i realized that then as i looked at my household it it was never if you if you choose to go to school it was when you go uh-huh and my parents had decided we were all going to do better than they did with our education, and so it was when you go to school. Another key thing, though, that was interesting in my life was I live in Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, a state school, which was 26 miles away, was Edinburgh State College. It was primarily a teacher's college. Uh-huh. My middle-class family could afford Edinburgh, Edinburgh State College, which is now Edinburgh University. So the messages were when you went to college, when you went to Edinburgh, when you became a teacher. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I thank them for that. However, I, I wonder if I had been given you can do anything, I don't know if I would have chosen education. Yeah. Maybe I would have, but it was also a great career for women. It, it, it allowed us to be at home in the summers to raise our children. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm not faulting them at all. However, those messages were sent. Actually, you said three. there were three girls. There weren't. I have a sister and a brother, and all three of us went into education because we all got the same message of uh-huh. when you go to Edinburgh, so you're, you're, a teacher. All three, were, but all three of you became teachers. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and, and the women that I interviewed, we laughed about it because the ones that went into ke- education had the same Christmas gift at age five as I did. It was a piece of chalk and a chalkboard. <laughs> so our, our pathway was cut really early on for us on what we were doing with our lives. Um, so those themes of being independent and hardy and doing for themselves and, and, and knowing how to, to fix things and speak up for things, like you're saying about yourself, you learned that gift of gab. You learned to speak up when you wanted something. A lot of households aren't that way. Yes, absolutely. A lot, a lot of girls are taught sugar and spice and everything nice and be quiet yeah. and submissive and do what you're told. Those gals don't get anywhere. Right. Well, okay, you know, and, and maybe we'll fast forward here a little bit because I think it is important to really talk about the the messages that young women, especially girls, are getting today. Let's let's talk a little bit about this American girl because you remember Barbie just turned fifty, you know, and I don't know about you. Did your parents give you a Barbie? My parents did give me a Barbie. I didn't really like her because I was a tomboy. And I, I remember I did some pretty, pretty, you know, like things to her because she sure didn't look like I looked. Right, and right. She, and she, in fact, I was pretty sure the way she looked, I would never look. And so, <laughs> I don't think anybody does. Uh, so I was always, uh, I think, a little bit, uh, uh, you know, not envious, but a little bit uh, uh, alienated from Barbie. But Barbie right. turned 50, and you just did a, a show about the American Girl doll. Right. And I think this is a, this is a good place for us to begin even talking about the book and, and some of your these secrets because because beliefs and attitudes and again the media uh, and marketeers have a lot of control over young girls and women about what they buy and what they don't buy and what's socially appropriate for them. Absolutely. Um, if I can just intersperse something too sure. in my 
in my day job, um, I'm the director of student support services for a school district. That means I work with special needs kids, but I also work with gifted kids. So I, I go K to 12, and I'm in three school buildings all day long, and I see our girls developing and valuing themselves by what the media is telling them is important to value. And, and what else is there? I and mean, it frightens me. Yeah, and what else is there? Because what, they're, what the other kids have, they want as well. So, right, so right. But these girls that based their own personal feelings of value, number one, on what boys think of them, yep. um, how pretty they think they are or somebody tells them they are, what mm-hmm. clothes they wear, how mm-hmm. much makeup, what color their hair is, how thin they are. And what I see happening is we have a large number of highly depressed girls who engage in a lot of things that are really bad for them and based on depression and feeling that they don't measure up to the standard that society is setting for them. Well, they're impossible measurements. They're, Absolutely. They're not realistic, and they're impossible measurements. Well, I mean, my research, of course, Women Speak, the Women Speak Project is all about the same thing. But, again, as women are growing older, it's always about losing their beauty and youth. I mean, half the women I interviewed, over 1,200, were fearful of growing older in our society. And it still goes back to the same premise is that, They've been hook, line, and sinker as far as the marketers are sure. saying, you know, you better stay young, you better stay pretty, you oh, better stay thin, uh, and you better dress a certain way. Otherwise, we're not going to value you, and you may not find Mr. You may not find Prince Charming. Absolutely. And you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head. It starts with those dang fairy tales. Yep. I'm still waiting for that rich, good-looking prince to save me, <laughs> and he hasn't come along well, yet. Well, one of our one of our other guests on the show, she she wrote the book. Cinderella was a liar. So, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I mean, and it's so true. I mean, we th- these are these stories that we read to our kids, and they're still out there. I mean, I think, gosh, they, they're never going to go away. But we need to do some things about that, and we can. We can talk to our girls, and we can say. Let's look at that critically. And do you think Rapunzel could have done something to get herself out of that tower by herself? Yeah, she yeah. probably could have. Yeah. Um, so I think we have to encourage that because it's out there. So we need to. What my seven secrets of parenting girls help parents do is early, early, early on, from from the day those little girls are are toddling around, to start sending messages to them about being hardy and independent and doing things for themselves and valuing themselves for how smart they are, what good problem solvers they are, what yeah. good work ethic they have, not for, boy, you're so pretty. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you a story, and it, this particular story is very close to home, exactly what you're talking about. But, uh, well, first of all, let me tell you, tell you just who I am also. I am a mother of three daughters. I am a, mo- I am a grandmother of five granddaughters. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, you know, I, I guess there's no mistake. Can I move in with you for a while? I think I've got some good studies here. <laughs> I know, uh, well, I've been doing a study of my own for the last over 10 years on women. So, so, but I mean, again, you know, it's amazing, though, what you do see and what affects young girls. But I was watching, you know, I watch women and, of course, studying them, of course, just like you have, you, you start to really become very aware. And I think aware is the term that you've used, too, mm-hmm. is that I watched this young woman she had uh, she had three little girls and uh, she walked over and I don't even know if she consciously understood what she was doing but there but the vendor was selling princess hats there there were pink princess hats and so she bought each and every one of these 
cute little girls a princess hat. And, and they all took their hat and put them on appropriately and just kind of, that was it. But, but I don't think she ever thought for a moment what she might be saying to one of these, to any or all of these three little girls, is that you're a princess. What do we do with princesses, by the way? Well... I don't know. We put them in a tower somewhere. We put them in a tower, and they have to find Prince Charming. And they wait for the prince to rescue them and provide for them. Yeah. And then we end up with the homeless doll. (laughs) The homeless (laughs) doll. the prince walks away. Oh, no, not the homeless doll. Well, hang on to that thought. I'm Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I'm talking with Dr. Janet Rose, and we're talking about, we're going to talk about the secrets of raising your daughters. So I think this is such an important topic, and, and there's so much we can do to really bring strong, strong, healthy women into this world and keep them that way. I'm Dr. I'd like for also you to send information to me, questions, ideas, to Dr. Nancy, D-R-N-A-N-C-Y at womenspeak.com. And our book also is out, Timeless Women Speak, Feeling Useful at Any Age. And again, it's stories of triumph, but again, sometimes even knowing and understanding that you're not alone, that sometimes growing older in our society can be difficult, but it can end up being a triumph. So we talk about, there's inspiring stories, there's practical keys to, for energy and emotional balance and staying in mentally sharp, but of course, you're going to share and find out that there's so many things that you have in common with so many women and hopefully they're very strong strong women just like we're talking about or are talking about developing today so so janet again let's just get right into it because i think there's a lot of parents out there that are really confused you know that you've heard the term helicopter parents yes and, and I'm wondering what, the, you know, you, you see parents all the time. You see mm-hmm. them in the school settings. Again, you're working with children that have special needs. You're working with gifted children. You're working with all types of parents. What do you think, what do you think's working and what do you think's not working when it comes to the educational system in regard to parents and how we're educating them? Well, this is another, a true story, which shocked me. I do work a lot with gifted and, um, I guess a, a stereotypical opinion would be that a gifted child has parents that are bright also and raising them appropriately. And I was at a meeting not too long ago with um, a parent of a gifted girl, and she actually made this comment when we were sharing the academic achievements of this um, young woman at our meeting. She said, oh, she's really good at math for a girl. And I almost jumped across the table and, you know, put my arms or my hands around her neck. No, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean? Let's just stop that at she's really good at math. Yeah. And, I mean, this, you know, we have this new STEMS initiative now that's looking at science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and we're pushing for girls to be aware of and encouraging them to go into the math and science field. We don't do that. We still aren't doing that in our schools the way we should. There's this myth out there that girls are good at reading and English and boys are good at math and science. Mm Um, our our test scores don't show that. That's our some test the, scores some, show that we're all good. Yeah, that's some of the oldest research out there is that they've, they've been trying to debunk that theory forever. But but again, she's she's still giving this gifted child, mm-hmm. this gifted daughter of theirs, the image that she's good for a girl in math. Even for though a she, girl, that that wording in itself is still out there, which is amazing to me. Yeah. I also found, and I still hear, I hear parents saying things to their sons, like, 
you throw like a girl. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, I yeah, was the you best, run like I a girl. I had the best pitching arm on my block growing up. Yeah. So throwing like me wouldn't be such a bad thing. Right. Um, right. Or, you know, you, you run like a girl. You, you know, right. you're, you're a sissy. You're a mama's boy. Those kind of messages are sent to our young men about females. What does that, in, what kind of boys, what kind of men do those boys grow up to be? Yeah, yeah. They grow up to be men who don't, do not value the worth of a female. I, gotta, I have to share with you this study because this is so appalling to me. There were two gender researchers, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Dr. and Dr. Sadker, who um, wrote a book called Failing at Fairness. And in that book, they talk about a research study that they did. And they went into an elementary school, and they interviewed 1,800 elementary-age students. And they asked them one thing. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you were the opposite gender, how would your life be different? <laughs> That's great. And yeah. of these children, 42% of the girls found a lot of good things. 42% of them. Uh-huh. That if I woke up tomorrow and I was a boy, they said things like, I'd feel more secure. Here's something they said. I'd be less worried about what people thought about me. As girls? As, as a, if they were a boy. If oh, a girl a boy. woke up if as a boy. Bo- okay, yeah. Yeah. They would be treated with more respect. Uh-huh. They'd earn more money. Uh-huh. They wouldn't be bullied. People would listen to them. Oh, my gosh. And how about this? They would have a secretary to do things for them. <laughs> oh, God. Now, mind you, this was done in 1998. What, what, okay? were the, what was the average age of these children? Uh, all, all it said was elementary aged. So I'm guessing K to 5, K to 5, yeah. Now, 95% of the boys did not say anything positive about being for a most girl. of the if they woke up and they were a girl for most of the boys yeah. the thought of being female was appalling disgusting humiliating in fact 16% of the boys said they would commit suicide yeah. oh my gosh well you know I, I, I again going back to again how society views and how beliefs and attitudes develop uh, you know my husband, of course, Larry, is, uh, in fact, all of my daughters, myself, and my husband are very athletic. But when, uh, w- of course, after my last daughter was born, uh, the question was, are you going to have another child? And the question, the answer was, why? I mean, and the question from, from me also was, why would I want to have another child? They said, well, don't you want to have a boy for your mm-hmm. husband? Oh, for your husband, right? For your oh, husband, and and you know, and I said, well, you know, this this seems to be just just perfect the way things are, and but it's amazing that uh, you know that in society somehow still today, even today, if you don't have a male heir, that somehow the business is going to go south, mm-hmm. the name will disappear forever, and you you're you're doomed. Right. You're doomed right. somehow. Right. The bloodline will end. Right. And, and so it's amazing. We're still at, in this, this, this century, still, uh, you know, basically telling our children it's better to be a boy than to be a girl. Right. And I, I so interested in this study that happened in 1998, and I'm in a school system. I duplicated this study last year. I got permission from the superintendent. I walked around myself to uh-huh. a number of classes in the elementary school, yep. and I asked the kids, write for me you know, how your life would be different. And I went to grades two, four, six. I actually went all throughout middle school. My results were no different. I was going to say, I, 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 I 
probably you could probably do that. And who knows? Yeah, little boys drew okay. gravestones. Okay, well, they rest in peace on them. Okay, well, thank thank goodness, Janet. There's people like you and I that are working very very hard in our overt, not our covert fashion, to try to get information out to people that you know wake up. You've got to wake up. If you want women to be strong and healthy, you better start working on it as early as possible. First of all, value them. Right. Okay, so let's get into your secrets because I think we've un- we understand the media. We understand that it markets just because uh, they're do- I guess they're doing a darn good job, aren't they? They are. They're they doing are. a fantastic job. Okay, I went- let's go back to my one question. Barbie versus the American Girl doll. What's that about? Well... The American Girl doll that I was asked to debate, either pick my side for or against, is this brand new American Girl doll called a homeless doll. Oh, my gosh. And that was my first impression. Uh And this was sort of a whirlwind thing. Happened last Thursday. I got a call from Fox News in New York City, said, can we get you here overnight? And we'd like you as a parenting expert and looking at your e-book, we'd like your opinion. Uh So I said, heck, why not? They flew me in. I tried to collect my thoughts. I Googled American Girl Homeless Doll. I mean, I'm, I'm a little old to be having children with that doll. So sure. I went to find out about what it, what it was all about. Well, what it is all about is you, you buy this doll that's dressed as a homeless doll. She's absolutely beautiful with long blonde hair and big brown eyes and a little thin little clothing. I don't know what kind of accessory she comes with. But, yeah. And a book. It comes with a book. And the book <laughs> talks about how... Cardboard she, box. <laughs> well, that's what somebody said. Is maybe I'm sorry. It's a cardboard I, box I'm sorry. That was but awful. Not. Go but ahead. The, the book is actually written fairly tastefully, but it's about her, her mom, dad leaving, uh-huh. which I think is an awful message about men, but dad leaves the household. Mom can't keep up the mortgage, loses the home, oh. goes to a shelter, oh. tries to pull things together. The gal goes to school, and it's more about acceptance of, of Homeless di- people. diversity, I guess. Diversity. Oh. However, here's my concern. Uh-huh. By, by trivializing something as horrific as homelessness, I wonder if we're doing our kids a service. I, I, I think that uh, this company making money on something so awful as being homeless is not the way to go. I think the messages that we want our children Diversity. to play with are, are messages of independence and hardiness. And maybe if done right, maybe if you, if you have this doll and you have a parent that's interacting with the child and said, what can this gal do so that she, isn't, she doesn't stay in this situation? You know, let's talk about education and, and preparing ourselves for those times in our lives where things are going to be difficult, that we need to be marketable yeah. and strong. Well, and, and I mean, of course we want our children to understand that there are many situations that go on in the world that are, that are unfortunate and, and unhappy, and there is sadness. And, but what, what, what can they do or what can we all do to help? You right. know, that, that's the, the one side of it, but it doesn't sound exactly like that, that's the dir- direction this particular doll was heading. No, it didn't set right with me at all. And even when I've read about it, I still I can see... Um, People have a belief that there's educational value in it. I'm yeah. not sure that, that that concept or that that motive is really there, or if it would really happen. Did, in did the they way have they a? Re- to I'm sorry. Did they have a? Did they have a representative from the American Girl doll company to to explain why they had uh, decided to create this doll at this time? Well, I think it's one of a series of dolls that that they're trying to do like a cross section diversity tolerance training and they have a variety of gosh there's so much so many other better ways to well and you know if if 
and I said this on someone said this on the show. I think the moderator on on Fox News, Gretchen, said, um, and I agreed with her that if someone had ninety five dollars that they wanted to do something with to help yeah. the homeless, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy a homeless doll. I think they ought to donate the money to a homeless shelter, and take your daughter to a homeless shelter possibly and do some volunteering and see what you can actively do to help the condition. Yeah, if it, yeah, I mean, if, if the doll was to raise that kind of awareness and the money were, was to go to help the homeless, then that's something completely different. But it doesn't sound like the $95 is going to be given to, to the homeless uh, shelters to, to well, assist Well, and I people. did find out after someone had emailed me and said that the homeless, um, or excuse me, the American Girl Corporation does donate every year, but I... I to, to different charities, but the donations appear to me to be books and dolls rather yeah. than money. Oh, great. So well, they sure can donate things. homeless dolls to the homeless people. Well, that's yeah. that's really going to take yeah, care so of the problem, I'm, isn't it? Yeah. yeah well, I, I guess, Janet, that's why we continue to do the kind of work that we're doing is because because somebody's got to get the word out what right. what's, what's going on. But, right. okay, well, let's talk about the book because, again, common sense. What we're trying to do is create some awareness and some common sense. So women, because, again, uh, women and men raising daughters, raising boys, uh, sons need to, because it's, it's everybody. It's not, we can't just isolate one parent, one child and say, this is how we're going to do this. But your, your book is called the seven secrets of raising, uh, a parenting, parenting girls. Right. So, but it really, can't we say this would apply to both boys and oh, girls? Absolutely. Okay. So, absolutely. so we'll, 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 we'll share that as we're, as we're talking about these seven secrets, but these are pretty common sense things. And pretty I common really, sense things. I really like them. Let's start out. Let's just go through them, uh, kind of brief, uh, briefly, but, but so, we'll, and if there's a story that comes to mind to, for an example, I think that'd make it even richer as far as the conversation. So, okay. so number one, you say brand early. Now, Number one is brand early. And if you think about this, it's, our children are what we say they are. Absolutely. And so I think that we need to be mindful of traits and talents that our children have or our daughters have or our sons have, and we need to call attention to those things. And we need to call attention to the things that are going to make them successful women or successful men. So I think instead of saying, you're such a pretty girl, I think you should say, you are smart, you're strong, you can do anything. You can be anything. You're capable. You're capable. I mean, I know um, in, in working with moms now, just in my day-to-day life, I have a mom that said to me, since I read your book, now when I'm helping my daughter get dressed in the morning, I tell her a story. And this is for a three-year-old. I tell her a story, and I say, once upon a time there was a girl named Chloe, and her name is Chloe. She grew up to go to Harvard and to become a doctor. <laughs> so she's creating future stories yeah. and, and talking to her about her life and her daughter and, and putting her in, in some really neat career options. So, so brand early. Make them be who they'll be who we say they are. We mm-hmm. don't want to say you're just, just um, compliment them on their physical beauty. We want to compliment them on their, on their mental right. abilities, on their talents, on the things that they can do. So brand early and Let, start, start young and keep it up. Right. Let's stop putting those princess hats on or those prince hats on and saying, okay, you're okay now. Well, That's hang right. on. I, I'm going to take a break here. But, but again, branding, you know, who you are and starting early to talk about how strong and capable you are, whether you're a boy or a girl, is so very important. I'm Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I'm talking with Dr. Janet Rose, and we are talking about secrets of raising strong boys. 
boys and girls, smart, strong boys and girls, because it's what it's going to take for all of us to make this a better world. The Women Speak Project is also about helping to empower women. It started over 10 years ago because I was looking at issue, an issue as all, also. In our society, we don't value women the way we need to, especially as they're growing older. So I went out and I found 1,200 other women, and we started to talk about how we felt. And what ended up happening is I met vibrant, amazing, timeless women who can inspire us. And they don't let their age define them under any circumstance or block them from, from living and fulfilling their dreams. So it's all about the power of women. And you know what? We can get a lot done if we stick together. So uh, again, we we love for you to become a part of the uh, Women Speak Project. You can go to www.womenspeak.com. And there's a we're blogging there so you can there's a we'd like to hear what you have to say but become a, a part of that project it's going to take us all to make this a better world and isn't that true Jan it's going to take every single one of us to keep on track as far as really creating that next generation of strong capable smart boys and girls absolutely okay. it takes a village so that's <laughs> absolutely well that first secret branding who you are starting early as early as well you can start as soon as they open their little eyes and come into this world by starting to tell them who they are and they start to believe it don't they absolutely okay so number two promote independence i really promoting independence is, it, i think about this parents often do way too much for daughters they assume that we're fragile and that we are what we what do they call it well we were just weaker sex yeah we were just talking about helicopter parents i think that's happening a lot just for boys and girls making sure that you know life isn't like that as soon as you walk out the door you finally leave home it's pretty tough out there isn't it it is it is and if you don't have the skills uh what do you do you go running back home run back home or you find a man to do it for you right that's right somebody for our girls we want to tell them that you can do this you can figure this out i'll teach you how but then I want you to do it on your own the next time. And think about this. Get, let's get our girls out in the garage and let's teach them how to use a screwdriver and a hammer and a, and a table yeah, saw. My, my dad, I mean, my teach dad, them how to change a tire. Yeah, I, my I dad learned did, how to do that at a young age, I, and it's helped me out a few times. I did, too. My dad, did. that was the best thing he ever did. He took me out during the worst weather conditions, too. Yep. Um, I went into a ditch, of course, in the snow, and he just kind of laughed, and we got the car out. But you're right. The, the, the tire, changing the tire was the best thing I learned to do as well because I remember I got in a situation and the men that were there were not very pleasant and so they w they actually watched me change the tire and I enjoyed every second of as I completed changing that tire and I, I told not one of them to touch anything I said mm -hmm. do not come near me and do not touch my car and it was probably the most uh, you know amazing situation where I walked I drove away so confident yep yep and, it's, and that's great, and that's what we need to do. We don't want to limit our daughter's skills and talents just to traditional gender stereotypical ones. I mean, instead of buying your, your daughter a doll for Christmas, buy her a chemistry set. Yeah. I mean, I mean you think about it. We, we do steer ourselves into the pretty pink things for our girls, and, and, and the types of toys that we buy boys are totally different. Yeah. And I really think we're socialized to want those items. And so we need to sort of think out of the box and, and get our girls' interests into a wide variety of areas. I'm not say, saying don't buy the dolls, but, but also, you know, make a go-kart with her. Help her build a treehouse. Sure. Teach her to paddle a canoe. Sure. 
again, talk about those things. Well, again, that goes back to the careers, too, you know, as far as uh, stereotypical careers. You know, I still remember a high school counselor, uh, this was long, long ago, saying, you know, because of your grades and because of your aspirations, you probably ought to consider secretarial school or possibly some other technical school. You're and right. I still remember saying to myself, you know, or, or I heard the other thing was, well, she, she's going to get an education, but then she's just going to get married and she's not going to need that education. Uh, or she's going to come into the company and she's not going to be here this long because she's going to get pregnant and then she's going to uh, leave. See, it's all still out there. It's still out there, still alive out there. and well. Okay, so promote independence. And then this next one is, is it's, it's almost kind of hard to even think that we have to say it. Promote thinking. Well, do you know something, and this is true today, in our classrooms, studies have been done on teachers' interactions with boys and with girls, and they're different because girls are sugar and spice and everything nice I and quiet and submissive, and when a, when a girl gives an answer in class, teacher says, that's right, good job, and when a boy gives an answer in class, they say, why? Why? And inc they encourage the boy to think it out, to rationalize, to critically analyze a whole lot more than they do with girls. Women, because they're yeah. active and they're moving around and they're trying to keep them focused and keep their attention. So they engage with them more than they do with girls. And they're doing them a disservice. Well, I think little girls in some respects become uh, parrots. They, yep. they, they say exactly what you want to hear, and then, they get, then they're rewarded for that. Right. Or, you know, instead of saying, well, why did you say that? Or why did you give that answer? You know, why, why that particular, you know, point did you get, you know, and, and again, you know, you, we, we're going to emphasize here leadership, too, because if you if you don't speak up, if you don't ask questions, if you don't promote thinking as far as even considering leadership, you know, I, I talked to many, many women. I mean, I've worked with women for over 25 years. And, you know, I say to people, uh, well, you know, you could be a leader. Oh, no, 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 I couldn't possibly. I couldn't possibly right. do that. And you go, well, why, why couldn't you? Well, I just, don't, I just don't have the self-confidence or I just don't have the skills. And, and I think this is something that women do. They, they, they really cut themselves short early because of not being able to even speak up in a group. And it could be another group of women, not right. just women. Oh, you're absolutely true. And my research showed all of that, all of that, that you, we, we can take a group of, of um, adults, a mixed group of adults in, in, in a classroom setting and say, pick a leader, they they pick men. Women pick the men, and men pick the men to be the leaders because we're socialized to think that men are better leaders. Yeah. And and when our little kids go through school and all, and they only see, you know, male superintendents and male principals and male doctors and male lawyers and male policemen and and male presidents. Yeah. They say, well, men are bosses and women work for them. Yeah. Well, they they also did a study on. Uh, they asked, this was a USA or something, I can't remember exactly, but they asked different individuals, uh, they asked women who they would prefer as their bosses, and over 50% said they'd prefer to work for a man. But then they did another research study, and it showed that, uh, you know, when they said women bosses versus men bosses, they said women bosses were better because they were detailed, they were good communicators, and they were good team leaders. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> oh, and you're right. The, the research out there says that the female type of leadership, um, which is interactive and, and using other people's opinions, is, right. is a very valued type of leadership. It's very affirming. Uh, right, right. But but the standard is set for many many positions in our minds that it's a male's job, mm -hmm. and and that is really really hard to change. And I think the only way we're going to do that is we got to start with our little kids. Yeah. 
So yeah. when, when, when our children grow up to be adults, they're going to have a different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. I, I sure hope that can happen. Okay, you say the next one is promote learning. Well, you know, you talk to parents, you see parents, even these gifted, uh, these children and their parents. What are they, what are they, and what kinds of things are they promoting as far as their children even at that age? I mean, let's face it, if you have a gifted child, uh, they have uh, they have an opportunity to have scholarships. Doors will open for them in many many ways if they are if they are geared and and treated you know in a fashion that education is important. Well, and think about this: How often do we talk to our girls about finance and about politics and and things in the news? I, I don't think that that happens very often. I even I do lots of presentations to college women, uh-huh. and I tell them how important it is to know what's going on in the world. Be and aware. I tell yes. them to read, to read the paper every day, to mm-hmm. listen to the news, so that you can engage in a intelligent conversation about what's going on in society. And parents need to do that with their children at the at the dinner table. Did yeah. you hear what's happening with you know President Obama? Do you, did you hear that he wants to lengthen the school day? Uh, and often girls are left out of those conversations because they think there isn't an interest there. Or, and they or, need to be encouraged to, to think about the things that are going on. Or that, their I, or that their ideas are important. Right, right. And it helps build their self-confidence and it encourages them to have that lifelong learning attitude that we all need to have. You know, right now, women, uh, we're probably about 54% of the population right now, and we basically buy 85% of product, products and services in the United States, so we really can gear up these marketeers to really be, to persuade, you know, to show them what we need and what we want, but we're not doing it, which is amazing to me. And, and but, you know, this last election, you know, was probably a, uh, probably an opening in the lives of possibly a lot of women when it comes to aspirations of political uh, uh, you know leadership roles and you know we're 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 seeing maybe a little bit light there but still i think it brought to light the fact that there are so few women in leadership roles especially when it comes to our political our political atmosphere and our you know our political world in in general oh you're right the we we're we have increased just only a few percent in in the last 30 years it's- well, I hate to tell you what happens when they do become leaders and political figures in the in the arena, which again, the majority are male, and what happens to some of them. So that's the, that that could be a completely another topic. That so is, we yeah. won't go there. We won't. We'll not go there. So learning, education, uh, teaching, higher education. Of course, that's so very important. You know that, uh, as you said, your parents said you will go to college. Right. When you go. When you go. You, you go. And, when and you go. There's. There's. Really nothing else to be said about promoting education. Teach early that college follows high school. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the best thing we can do for our children. Well, your number six is one that I actually did a research project on this for my thesis. And I was looking at, uh, again, still the numbers of men and women, well, m- women that were entering into professional uh, careers, doctor, lawyer, the, you know, the usual. And, of course, then we can look at uh, the role uh CEO, CFO uh, in Fortune 500 companies, you know, what's going on? What are these kids looking at right now, the girls? Well, the Fortune 500 companies are still only about 13% of the um, board of directors women. Um, We're still, we're not any further along, uh, maybe 2% higher than we were 20 years ago. Well, the good news is there's another thing that's happening is that women are going out and starting their own business instead of trying to get in the good old boy system. They're just going, you know what? I'll go start my they're own. They're giving up, though. And you're right. They're starting their own businesses, which is a good thing. It is a good which thing. Which is a good thing, and, and that is true. 
uh, because getting into that good old boys club is often very difficult. When when you ask these children when you did the research about you know the difference between being a boy or a girl, you know what would happen if you woke up tomorrow morning and you were the opposite sex? What did the what did the little girls uh, you know as far as careers? What came out of that when you were talking to them? Pretty much was I can be anything I could be anything I want. They don't they don't think they can be anything they want. Someone did one. One gal did say I could be president, and hopefully now things will change. At least when they see what almost happened. Yeah, you know, almost, so. almost happened. Yeah. Okay, and then awareness. The last one, number seven. Number seven is promoting awareness, and that is that, as you and I are saying, gender bias is out there. It's going to be out there for a long time, and we need to point it out. I think our little girls have to know when it's happening. They have to know if they're being bullied. They have to know if they're being overlooked so that they can speak up and speak out. Um, we can't sit by and just let it happen. Um, I, I think saying things like just simple things. Do you think only girls should do the dishes? Um, get, or, get children thinking about what makes them feel inadequate or uncomfortable. How did that make you feel when Jimmy said that girls don't know how to play ball? How did that make you feel? Do you think that's true? Um, we need to teach by example. As, as moms and dads, um, I think we need to speak up and speak out when we see gender bias happening. And, and our children need to critically look at their world so that they can respond appropriately and not to sit back. A, a great deal of my research dealt with not all those external barriers out there, but internal barriers right. that, that women carry around with them. We yeah. have a lot of fear, and we don't see ourselves as able or as confident because of all those messages that have been given us about being female. Well, you don't want to be, you don't want to be different. Uh, you don't want to be obvious uh, for women. I think sometimes that's very uncomfortable, as you said. But, you know, what, what we've talked about a lot is the feminine mystique, which is, again, what is that feminine mystique? You know, we are, uh, if you are a girl or a woman, you know, you need to be feminine. And what does that mean for, for little girls and for women even today, I wonder? Well, and, and I, don't, I guess I don't want to send a confusing message because I, women, I do agree that men and women are different. Yes. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with being feminine because we can be feminine and we can be strong. Yes. And, and I'm not saying, you know, we're, we're wearing combat boots and, you know, no. fatigues to no. work. I no, mean, we tried still, that back in the 60s and we burned our bras. Yeah, and, that's and, right. Uh, that's right. But so we, there, get... we are different and we <laughs> approach things differently. But our approach is just as or even more successful at running businesses than the command and control approach that we're used to. And research is showing that. Research is showing that companies that are led by women are doing better than companies that are led by men. Sure. And so I think we need to do that. And there's nothing wrong with being feminine. And there's nothing wrong with being a feminist. And, yeah. and I tell people all the time that I am a feminist because I'm, I am not comfortable being treated as a doormat. And, and so that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, well, I like that story, and I, and I agree with that. You know, again, uh, the Women Speak uh, Project and womenspeak.com, this is really what we're about. And, again, starting as early as possible. Uh, I'm going to be speaking to a women's uh, inner sport network uh, and doing, you know, it's amazing to me still that the amount of women that still don't understand that there's work to be done and that the younger women, we haven't, we haven't really made it and they, we need to continue to look at the messages that were being sent, that are being sent to us by the marketeers. We need to really, as you say, be aware of what we read and don't, and, and I like this one also, don't believe everything you see and don't believe everything you read. 
Right. I think those are those are really important points. Well, so okay, what's what's the future going to be? What's the most important thing right now, though, for the future of of, rear, of rearing uh, for parents rearing children? What do you think would be? Uh, what would what are your final last great words and of, of advice or tips or ideas for parents today as far as rearing children? I think that we need to just promote self confidence, promote hardiness, and promote independence. And, and I think if we can keep those thoughts in our minds, and, and I guess I go back to Rosie the Riveter. I, I have that poster on my wall, yeah, I like and I see, you know, I see that saying that, you know, go for it, we can do it. Yep. And, and we need to change our internal message to we can do it. And, you know, for women who, who want to go into leadership, we can do it. Just do it. Just do it. We can do it. And, <laughs> you know, those, those kinds of messages have to be in our minds and we have to put them there and we have to keep them there and we need to get them in the minds of our children absolutely absolutely and, and uh again this is for everyone's benefit it's not for for women or little girls so much or little boys it's for everyone as far as again really ending up with everybody's uh everybody's happy everybody's in a good spot well this has been great uh you know this this common sense and and again we just want to how will people get your book know more about what you do and how can they find dr janet rose and all the great research and things that you're doing okay great the if you go to parentinggirls.com you are able to download my ebook it's free I like and that. once you do that you will receive seven follow-up emails that expand a bit more on the chapters in the book. So it's all free right now. Um, if you want to go to my website, it's drjanetrose.com, and you can blog with me a little bit. You can see the video of the Fox News debate and a couple other videos that are on there. And if you would like to email me, you can do so at janet at drjanetrose.com. Well, it's it's wonderful, and uh, I, I'm sure there the more people that that hear about what you've what you're doing and the, the messages that you're sending out, uh, we're all going to be better for it. So, Janet, continued success in all things that you're doing, and congratulations on your book, and your research, and the impact that you're having for boys and girls and helping parents. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It has been a great time. Well, thank you. I'm Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and I've been talking with Dr. Janet Rose, and we've been talking about secrets to parenting girls, great common sense things uh, that we can all do to help make our daughters strong, smart, and good leaders in this, in this world. Uh, later this hour, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that, how you can be a cool mom with your daughter. But uh, in the meantime, uh, we would love for you to send your thoughts and ideas to Dr. Nancy, D-R-N-A-N-C-Y, at womenspeak.com. And we also want you to visit the website, www.womenspeak.com. Now, this website is uh, has so many great resources on it for you, and a lot of them are free. You can go in there and click away and really find lots of different information about women's health, women in finance, women and relationships. Of course, the most important one is the one you have with yourself. And then last but not least, finances, how to make money, manage it, and how to make a lot more of it. Uh, there is a book. Our book is out. You can click away. Uh, it's Timeless Women Speak, Feeling Youthful at Any Age. You can go to the website. 
Uh, click it uh, on the book. It'll take you right to Amazon.com, and it's stories, wonderful stories of women, over 1,200 women, and strategies they have of living great, amazing lives and using their passion and purpose to fulfill themselves. And we want you to read the book, so go to the website, www.womenspeak.com. And this radio show, okay, you may be listening to this one, but there are many, many other radio shows. We've had some, we've, we have so many smart, amazing women on the show about health, finance, relationships, and of course, staying and feeling youthful. If you missed any of them, you can go back and they're all archived there. You can just go back and listen to them. You can download those podcasts and have them for later to listen to. And articles, tons and tons of self-help articles. So please do visit www.womenspeak.com. And also, we, uh, with the Women Speak Project is all about creating a voice and opportunity for you to give us some feedback. So we're blogging. Go to the, the again, www.womenspeak.com and blog. We'd love to know what you think, and we would love to create that conversation, have a conversation with you. So uh, please go to the website, www.womenspeak.com. This last uh, particular guest, this is probably so close to home that I'm almost... Uh, uh, kind of, uh, I, I, I really related doc to Dr. Janet Rose. Her book, uh, The Secret of Raising Girls, is is probably a lot of common sense, but I mean, it really makes sense is the fact that I think we as parents and we as men and women need to really, really be aware how society and the, and the marketplace really pushes us to be certain ways. Women need to get messages that they're capable. Women need to get messages, or little girls need to get messages that they're capable, they're strong, they're self-sufficient, uh, that they can be good leaders. And we need to start that as young as possible. Instead of saying, I'm pretty, or you're pretty, you say you're smart, you're capable, and you can be a good leader. You can be anything you want to be. So remember those words. Remember those messages that you give to your child. They're so very, very important. If you catch yourself thinking about she's not feminine, if you think she's not pretty, talk about how smart, how capable uh, take away the fear that she's able to take care of herself as soon as possible. So promote awareness, promote education, learning, and promote her in all ways and fashion as far as her being a capable human being. You'll end up with a pretty smart, amazing, successful woman. Who knows? She might be the next leader in our country that we're looking for. So again, Dr. Janet Rose, I uh, suggest that you get the book, read it. It's The Secrets of Raising Girls, uh, Parenting, uh, uh, girls.com go and check that out so again be sure you're aware that your children are aware do you want to be a cool mom I want to be a cool mom I still have three daughters and five granddaughters and two on the way so I want to be a cool mom and a cool grandmom mama Nancy always answer your daughter's questions honestly without dumbing down I think that's very very important you know if there's a problem at school encourage your daughter to solve the problem and only help if requested in other words she learns to solve her own problems and <laughs> and you can read uh, read uh, Ms. Magazine stories for, is free for children it's Ms. Magazines uh, they're good for them and then what do you want to be when you grow up that's a good question to ask them 
and include non-gender traditional jobs as well, but really talk about different jobs that they can they can have and, and think about in the future. And then take your daughter to work. You know, you take they say take your dog to work. Take your daughter to work. Let her see what you do. Let her do some role modeling. Keep your maiden name. Your name is so very important. Why do we have to give our name up? And then also be mindful of your sons teaching them about the equality and the special things about girls. Never put girls down. Girls are great. Boys are great. And then choose female pediatricians, lawyers, accountants, and so on. Uh, that's exactly what I have. That shows your daughter that there are women out there that are extremely capable, smart, and they're doing all these jobs. And then teach your daughter to do her job well. If she does anything teach her to do it well and you know if you teach her all these things and you show her these things you're going to end up being a cool mom and she's going to end up being a smart capable young girl and, and ends up being a smart capable young woman we were talking earlier to dr janet rose about uh, some of the messages that we uh, give our children uh, for example you are pretty you are sweet yeah, these are, you know, these are things that we have typically said to our little girls forever and ever since the beginning of time. But what about you are smart, you are capable, you can do anything, it creates a whole different venue. The nice girl. This is another thing that I think so many girls grow up believing. I remember that when somebody said to me, well, she's a really nice girl. Well, the first thing that I would think in my mind is she's nice. I can get along with her. We will be friends and uh, there won't be any problems and things will just go really nicely and we'll just be happy ever after. What happens when girls aren't nice? What happens to them? You know, again, in our society, there are so few, uh, few, uh, few, so, so little distance that we can go. I'm not always a nice girl. Sometimes I don't agree. And learning girls for, to understand that there's different ways of approaching problems is so very important, is that they do have a voice, they can disagree, and they don't always have to be yes thank you, I agree. You can also have a thought in your mind. You can think. The one thing that we've talked about earlier is thinking. Being able to think, being able to express yourself. This is what we need to start teaching our daughters very, very early. The one thing they have found as far as leadership roles, in fact, how a lot of leaders are found in the workplace, are those that are willing to speak up, those that are willing to share a uh, an idea. Those are willing that also sometimes to disagree and to come up with a different plan. But that starts very, very early. So if a, if a, if a young girl is, is finding that being nice is being quiet, being compliant, being uh, going along with everything that's going on, it's probably going to be a hard time for her to all of a sudden enter the workplace, be, have her voice and be able to really express herself. And then, of course, there is the term the bitch. The bitch is the woman who basically that, you know, we in your mind you're probably thinking she's the one that always disagrees, always has something to say in a negative fashion. So, again, we need to understand that how women approach the workplace, there's different things that they can do. Talk about some of the things that oftentimes happen in the workplace that maybe could help you to become a good leader. Uh, being a team player, learning to work with teams. They found that girls that were in sports do better uh, in a lot of different ways later on in life because they've been learned to work with other people. Uh, they've also learned to communicate openly. 
and they're willing to be flexible, and they're friendly and congenial, and they're very easy to get along with, and they plan and they organize effectively. Likeability. Likeability is another quotient. They found that good leaders actually are able to influence people by the fact that they're able to really uh, have a a high likeability quotient. So they go out of their way to make other people feel comfortable. They they actually have genuine interest in others, and they're very good listeners, and they're consistent in their moods and their temperament, and they're also very sensitive and empathetic. And, you know, people really are drawn to these people. You know these people. And they're sensitive always to other people's feelings. And they look for ways to bridge communication. So there's many, many things that you can be teaching your daughter about how to be successful as uh, a young woman in the workplace, in her relationships, with high self-esteem, self-confidence, and, of course, a good body image. And also one of the things that we found is learning to be competitive in sports. Women need to learn to to compete fairly. So you start early and you can watch early and you start to really listen to what they have to say. Ask them questions, discuss what's going on in their world and help them to be aware. You know, you can see, uh, say, see these young women, if we just open, help them to open their eyes and we at the same time help them to learn the messages out there and create some clear messages as far as building good self-esteem and good eye statements, uh, smart and pretty becomes I'm smart, I'm capable, I'm self-sufficient. I'm Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you've been listening to Timeless Women Speak Radio. Be sure and check out the other shows. Go to the website, www.womenspeak.com. And most and foremost, have a great day. Thanks for being with us. Bye. Join Dr. Nancy again next week for Timeless Women Speak right here on webtalkradio.net.